Daisha. And I'm Faith. And we are Women of Faith Podcast. Hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm excited for this episode. I have my fiance here to talk to us today. Um, this is a little spinoff from our um, recent series, The Well-Watered Woman. And I did mention that I would have my fiance come and speak um, about couples, um, relationships, and how your spouse waters you. So I kind of want to ask him some questions today from a male perspective. Um, just on, you know, marriage, dating, um, being as though we're about to be married, um, and what he thinks and from, from his perspective, um, how a male needs his woman to water him. So hi, babe. Hello, beautiful people. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we're so excited to have him here today. So let's get into the topic. So babe, I want to know your perspective on the importance of having a woman that can water you what that does for you what that means to you what it means for me to have a woman that waters me one is very important like especially when you are a man who has a plan you have a vision um, and you've been dedicated to that your entire life or you are a man who's been put in a position to provide at a very early age. Um, any woman that you're with, you want to make sure that there is someone who can come in and bring value to you and not be a distraction. Um, they can also really be there. Love, loyalty, respect. Um, because, you know, you understand what mission you're on. And when you're a man who's living life with a purpose, or if you have a calling on your life, the person that you're with is very important. Because just by being with the wrong person, um, you know, that, that can literally be, you know, financial suicide. That can be, you know, just destroying your career, mm-hmm. your future. But when you have someone who's watering you, whether it be they are your support system, they're your peace. They make you see things through a different lens. It's very important. So I want to ask you, um, I feel like a lot of times um, we don't talk about like what a man needs in a relationship. We talk about like what, what a woman needs, what a woman should be looking for um, in a man. So really, what is a man looking for? Like what does a man need from his woman? I mean, just like the women, many people are looking for different things. But if we are all in the same, and we're all being honest as men, we're looking at, we're looking for exactly what our mother gave us. You know, our mom gave us love, unconditional love. Our mothers gave us um, peace. They made life easier for us. Um, And that is whether you're an alpha male or not. Because just because you're, you know, you love your mom and your owner, doesn't make you less than a man. And actually, it's the complete opposite. Because a man who truly loves his mother, takes care of his mother, and you know, and all that, shows you what type of man he is and how he's gonna treat you as a woman. Mm-hmm. So you know, we really look for those things that our mothers gave us. You know, we're coming home, 
to that consistent love. And that love is in action as well. So just telling the man you love him. Love language can be thrown in there and all that to say words of affirmation. But actions is the number one thing that speaks with a man. And is really finding what actions do you need to express for your man to see that you love him. Because you may be able to tell him, oh, I love you, babe, I love you, babe. He hears you every day. And you may do certain actions like keep the house clean. He'll appreciate that. But doesn't necessarily show him that you love him. Mm. You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. And loving him may be something in the line of if you know that he has a business, um, you'll probably, you know, bring some clients in for him. You know, give him some business ideas. Line up his load. Every man is looking for their woman to lighten up their load. Mm -hmm. Why? Because that's what mom did, you know. Mom would do your laundry. Mom would cook your meals. And all you'd have to do worry about is going to your football practice and go to your football games. You know what I mean? So that's just to be real and transparent. I definitely agree with that. I think sometimes, like, a lot of women in this generation, they hear, like, oh, he want me to be like his mom. I'm not your mom, you know. <laughs> like, a lot of women have that mindset of not wanting to... Um, you know, take care of a man in those aspects. One hundred percent of those women are single, and they're not happy in their relationship. Mm. And they either know their spouse is cheating, and they don't know how to take care of that, or if they are, it won't last long. And that's just keeping it real with you, mm. because you do have moms that are telling their daughters the same thing, and those moms, their relationship with their child, if it's a son, isn't where it needs to be at. So yeah. Wow, I think that's definitely um, a good thing to talk about because a lot of times um, we think that it's okay to kind of be that way, but we don't see how it affects the men or our, our, our men. That's true. When a man is not getting something from home, he's going to go get it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he's a godly man or not. That's Because the same thing goes vice versa. Mm -hmm. If a woman is not getting something from home, she will get it somewhere else. If your woman wakes up every day, dresses up really nice, wears makeup and smells good, and you walk past her and you just say, hey, babe, you don't compliment her hair, her snails, her skin, her clothes. As soon as she gets out there, the guy holding at the door says, wow, you look beautiful today. That's going to do something for her. Mm -hmm. So your man wakes up, he, go, he goes to work, he does this, he does everything that he needs to do, and, you know, lady walks by and she's like, wow, man. You know, you're a different type of man. I love the way you provide for your family. I love the way you this. I love the way you that. That's going to make him feel something in the end time. Yeah. And he's going to want to continue to hear that again. So what is he going to do? He's going to put himself around that woman even more. Yeah, so basically what I'm getting from you, you don't necessarily have to be his mom. You'll never be your man's mom. But the love that your mom, part. yeah, the love that, a man gets from his mom is the love that he needs from his woman and the care. No, because that love you'll never be able to give either. Yeah. Um, but it's the message that that love mm. gives, which is, I love you unconditionally. Yeah. I love you when you don't have it. Because think about it. Your mother raises you 
from when you couldn't wash your own butt, you couldn't wipe your own butt, mm -hmm. to when you was able to take her to the supermarket. Yeah. She loved you then. She didn't start loving you when she started doing it, when you started being able to take her to the supermarket. Mm. She loved you when you couldn't. Yeah. So you need to love your man when he's in the process of building himself to being able to provide for the family mm. and not tone down on them. Because you'll find that the same man, the ones where their moms are like, why can't you be like this cousin, like so-and-so, like that, they grow up to be very angry and insecure. Mm. You know what I mean? So that does affect a man. Again, alpha or not. Um, so when you're talking down on your man, no, that's not it. But when you love the man unconditional, whether he's a millionaire or not, a rapper, athlete, and you're not making any other man feel superior over him, that's all he needs. I agree with that. I agree with that. So ladies, you know, it's important that we show appreciation um, and support for our man no matter what. Um, I 100% agree with that. I feel, I feel like nowadays... Um, it's preached a lot about how, you know, you have to all have it all together to be able to be in a relationship. And that's not everybody's story. Well, nobody ever really has it all together. I don't yeah. care how much money you make, what your celebrity status is. No one ever has it all together. Mm -hmm. Because you may have all the fame and all the finances, but guess what? You are not stable mentally. Mm -hmm. Do you have it all together? You may have it all together financially and fame-wise. You don't have a relationship with God. Mm. So how can you lead if you don't have a relationship with God? How can you lead if you're not mentally stable? Mm. So would you rather a man who's a millionaire who can buy everything materialistic and is not mentally stable or a man who is mentally stable, who has a relationship with God, who lives by faith and is working his butt off to provide mm. and doesn't have the millions and millions of dollars yeah. but gets up every single day to go to work? To make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's honestly a good um, a good way to look at it. And a, a, a lot of ladies need to look at it that way. Um, because that's what's more, what's, that's the most important. Um, so I want to talk about a little bit more on what should a woman do, a woman that's single right now, um, that's seeking God and waiting for a husband. How should she prepare for him? What should she be doing? If she has a toxic mother, stop listening to her. If she has single friends, stop listening to them. Why? You become what you are around. Mm. You believe what you hear all the time. Because the same woman will go to church on Sunday. Pastor will preach a great sermon about waiting, resting in your faith, waiting on your Boaz, all of that. Then you go home to a mother who tells you all men are the same. Then you have a friend who's out partying in the club and telling you crazy stories about what some men are doing. Mm -hmm. So now what does that do to your faith? And what does that do to you? Because then the man comes to you, he approaches you, the man you've been praying for. Now you end up treating him like crap and you miss out on that blessing because of what you were being taught. So that's number one. Two, second thing you need to do is make sure that you are prepared to be the man's helper. Okay? What do I mean by that? There are... The, the, the concept of the independent black woman, I don't need a man thing, has been going around for years now. Mm -hmm. um, 
you may not need a man for the basic daily daily needs, but to protect, to lead, yes, you do. So get yourself out of that mindset. Third thing, what you need to do as a woman is make sure that you are a praying woman. Mm, yep. <laughs> because I'm going to tell you right now, as a man, I know guys who are in the church, so-called leaders in the church, who prays on those vulnerable, mm. single women. So what does being a praying woman do? It does many things. One thing that it does is now your intuition, your discernment, all that increases. So you can see the demon. You can see the spirit that is coming at you. Mm -hmm. And you then know how to deal with it way before it gets between your legs. Yeah. One. Two, you get in a relationship with a man as a praying woman. You are now in a position where you can pray for the relationship to be covered. If he does da a dangerous job, he's a cop. Uh, I don't care if he's running the streets, making it happen. Whatever, whatever it is that he does, babe. I'm listen. I'm telling like it is. You got <laughs> what you got to do to provide. Um, you're praying. You're praying over his protection. You're also praying for him to come home, mm -hmm. to turn to God. Because don't think that you'll ever be in a position. Because you said, babe, when I said running the streets, right? You being just you can never change a man. But you being a praying woman can take a man from the streets mm -hmm. to being a leader somewhere else. Yeah. I've watched it happen. I know a few of my guys who was heavy in the streets. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But guess what? You see them now, they're heavy in the real estate, making great money. Yeah. But there's also one thing. There's also a common denominator, mm -hmm. the praying woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I personally can relate with that. Yeah. But it's like... Same thing, I tell you. No, I was not in the street. That's not what I was saying. <laughs> I, was, I was saying the praying woman part, but yeah. The praying woman? You want to talk more about that? <laughs> the praying woman part? Um, our, our thing was like dealing with, you know, I deal with PTSD. Yeah. So I, I, I get triggers. You know what I mean? But when you have a woman who is a praying woman and who can see it and who can understand how to speak and how to do all that. You know, she helps you remain grounded. Mm -hmm. And I'm big on remaining grounded. Um, yeah, you know, we'll keep it PJ like that. <laughs> um, and honestly, these are like all the different points that we mentioned um, during this podcast. We talked about being a praying woman. We talked about covering our husbands. Um, we talked about all of these things. Um, <clears throat> acting, acting it out. You being, you know, being the change you want to see. And these are things that we're honestly talking about um, in the podcast. So as this woman, as you're preparing for this man, um, you should be, you know, not just sitting and waiting for him to just pop up and show up, which I talked about is what I did um, with you is how I kind of was just waiting for my the guy for me to come. And when you came, I'm like, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> like, what do I do? Well, you didn't even know it was me. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I knew it was you. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, and it took me like time really to um, to as I got deeper. You didn't know it was me because you weren't looking in the right lens. Mm. You weren't. You were waiting, but you were just waiting, not waiting on your like not resting in your faith, mm. as our pastor like to say. Yeah, because a lot of time our blessings come 
we miss out on it. We don't realize that it's what we've been praying for because we've been looking in the wrong lens. Mm. So imagine you're waiting for a package in the house, right? But the, the package is coming through the front door, as all packages do, yeah. but you're sitting by the back door waiting. Hmm. <laughs> but now they done rung on the doorbell. You didn't hear because you're in the backyard. And now, guess what? They took off with the package. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now, you got to start the entire process over again. Hmm. So you have to make sure that you are resting in your faith, believing that he will come. And he may not come how you expect him to look when he comes. Yeah. Because this is going to be a whole different topic. And I will hit some nerves with this. If you look at us, I'm from Haiti. You're, you know, you're from Chester. If we talk about distance and culture, oh, yeah. that's a huge gap. Mm-hmm. I ain't never thought my woman was gonna be all the way in Chester. I'm, I'm, I'm in Haiti. Yeah. I thought I was gonna have me a little caramel bunny from Haiti. <laughs> you probably thought you was gonna have your brother from the hood. <laughs> but I'm saying that to say, love may not come where you expect it, or in the color. That you expected. Yeah. Yeah. And some people are big on that. You may want your package to be in a certain color. And God is saying, I want your package to be in this color. Mm-hmm. When God says your package is in this color, what do you want to say then? Mm-hmm. So then when you want in your color, and that color doesn't go according to your outfit. Yeah. According to your calling. What happens to you then? But, you know, these are deeper things that people will get emotional about. Yeah. One thing that I I love, like, about our story um, is that, like, regardless of whatever we experienced and went through, like, our love, mm-hmm. <laughs> our love, it never failed, never died. It always grew and continued to grow um, stronger. Um, so... Are you someone who believes in true love and um, having a soulmate? And how does somebody identify that when they're when they're waiting for that person? I wouldn't be a believer if I didn't believe in true love. Mm. Because the first example of true love is God's love for us. Mm. Then I was raised by a single mother who loved me unconditionally. Yeah. So I'll be a fool. Then I would be lying to you when I tell you that I love you if I didn't believe that love exists. Mm. I believe in true love. Because like I said to you and a lot of people, I knew you were mine on day one. <laughs> you just ain't know it yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I wanted to tell you I love you on day one. <laughs> but, you know, according to our, um, our situation, yeah. I put our business out there. Um, I was in a competition with somebody else. But I had to do the necessary work to win. But it's like they say, love always wins. Mm. So my love was real, real, was genuine. And you know it was unconditional. Because the current conditions I had to deal with, dealing with you, <laughs> um, you know, that was that. But yes, I do believe true love does exist. And that it does grow. Um, and like I said, love overcomes everything. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. So, like, how would this person be able to identify? Like, how would a woman identify a, a man truly loves her and he's the one? 
like I know God, you know, gives us signs in different ways um, to like confirm a person. But like if a woman wanted to know, like based on a man's actions, what could she look at and say, yeah, he loves me or this is the one? Consistency. Hmm. Like you just answered your own question. The Bible says it. I don't care what what you can read any book on finances, on love. Everything they tell you is in the Bible. Mm. Okay, the Bible literally says love is action. Yeah, it's literally written in there. Mm. <laughs> and the biggest action of love, the biggest act of love that was ever done, was God sending His Son to die for us. Yeah, God could have said, "I love you, I love you," but guess what? Y'all was still down for your sins. Mm. I'm not going to say y'all like I'm excluded, but we were still dying for our sins. But he sent his son to die for our sins because he loved us. So consistent actions. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't care who he is. And I'm saying that because it's so important because a lot of times I find that women make excuses for men a lot. Mm. Women make excuses for men a lot. And I'm like, yo, like, are you not to be disrespectful, but. You got to be stupid to really be telling me another man this. Mm. Like, when I hear some woman tell me certain things about a guy, I'm like, he does not want you. He does not. Mm. Because the same thing you telling me that he's doing, I've done when I didn't want a woman. Mm. I know how I was when I had a few of my biddies, including you, that I wanted. Ah. Uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know how I was. Mm. Okay. I was weak. I ain't sleep the night before when we were about to meet. <laughs> and when we met, I ain't sleep two nights after that. <laughs> I was happy for no reason. It was like I had caffeine running through my veins. I was just hype and happy for nothing. <laughs> I don't even think I worked out. <laughs> I probably skipped the gym for a week because I was just high. I was on, <laughs> I was just high on love. Like, okay? And I was broke, but I was trying to find the best way to make it happen. So I did what was necessary for me at the time. I keep making myself sound like a drug dealer, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, it's like when a man loves you, he's consistent. Yeah. You don't got to tell him, oh, um, can we go on a date? You don't. He'll plan the dumbest thing to spend time with you. <laughs> like he'll call you on some, hey, I'm about to run to the store for my mom. You want to come with me? <laughs> no, like I'm dead serious. You know? Yeah. Yo, I'm about to go grab this shirt from the mall. You want to come with me? Yeah. Yo, I'm about to walk the dog. You want to come? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, I'm about to go play basketball. You want to come watch? Yeah. The dumbest things. Why? Because he... It's not about what you guys are doing. It's about he wants to be with you. He wants to see you. He wants to be on your face. Yeah. Okay? Consistent action. Now, I'm about to tell you a little childish one. <laughs> okay? I'm about to put a secret out there. <laughs> one way you can tell a man wants you... Now, he says about you is if you go out a few hours or a day and not talking, he's, he's a little, like he's a little um, standoffish or he's a little, um, like he's like he shuts down a little bit. Hmm. Why? What does that mean? He's mad. He misses you. Hmm. He wants to see you. You took time away from him. Hmm. The first thing every man does when they walk in the house, Ma! If mom is not home, we are very angry right now. I'm telling you. I call my mom. She's not home. I will literally call her. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me you was leaving? When she comes home, I'm not talking to her. I wanted to see you. I miss you. Same thing goes for, you know, with, with our lady. We don't see you. 
You want to be with you? You, you, it's, you know, it's, it's these two actions, man. But consistent actions, consistent action. Is he bringing you flowers? Is he making himself look um, corny just to please you? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, like, I know dudes. You never thought certain things they would do. They would do because they want the woman, man. They want the woman. Yeah. So, ladies, they will do whatever needs to be done to prove to you that they want you. And I can say wholeheartedly that you did that for me. And I'm so blessed. To have you, but I gotta save all that for the vows. <laughs> yeah, you stress me out in the process too. <laughs> I gotta save it for the vows, but yeah. So, ladies, this is what you should be looking for um, to know that a man, um, you know, really cares and wants you. How so, are you responsible to you? <laughs> Don't be sitting here asking me questions. Well, we're trying to get the male's perspective, baby. I think the island is the female's perspective. Oh. Did y'all talk about that? We did not. Well, uh-huh. we kind of sort of did because we... No, that's a female perspective. I'm telling you that. Really? Yeah. I mean, this podcast is going to be real long if we talk about both It's a podcast. Both. Podcasts be like two hours. <laughs> we will listen to while they drive. Really? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, from a female's perspective, um, I guess how does a man know that a woman wants him or is interested in him? Is really the time that she invests. I'll say the same thing. Her actions. If a woman does not want you, like, like okay, there are there are women who will go on a date with a guy or like text a guy, but she don't even want you. Like she just is just entertainment for her. You speaking from experience. (laughs) I am speaking from experience. Like Mm. literally, you know, it would just be texting, just just bored, you know, bored conversation, right? But the man that she like really desires, like please, she not she don't, she don't care about them dudes. Like she literally is is will go out of her way to show you that she likes you. But it only comes when she knows for a fact that you can be trusted and that you're that you're real. Well, I'm about to put you on the spot. <laughs> Cause hold on, I'm about to put you on the spot. <laughs> so if that's the case, uh-huh. how come a woman will know that this is this is a good guy, mm-hmm. but will still choose to be with the clown? I can't so speak for that woman, but oh, I yes you can. I I, <laughs> I know you can. <laughs> oh, yes you I'll, can. I'll... <laughs> yes you can, and you will. You shall. I I'll say this. I'll say that sometimes women won't believe that that man is is really who he says he is like they'll think that either he's lying but the clown is showing you that he's a clown you go to a circus show you see you see the whole the, you see the whole makeup <laughs> this is a clown you but, know it's a but clown women women Honestly, with us, but, yeah, because y'all like, I know it's what's under the mask that counts. <laughs> That's women. He's beautiful under the mask. <laughs> you know, he's a freaking clown. He's gonna wake up and be a clown. He's gonna go to bed and be a clown. But you weren't about what's under the mask. He, you can change him. You gonna change a clown? Women. He was we, a clown before you met him. We try to do that. We try to change men. We try to change what we see on the outer. And look at who they could potentially be. Um, 
without seeing any possible changes or improvement. We're just looking at what they could possibly be. So that mm-hmm. does happen. And women, you can become connected. You can have soul ties with somebody without even sleeping with them. So, like, you can have a connection with somebody or you have, have soul a... soul ties with somebody without sleeping with them? You can. I'm asking you, did you? No, no, I, I never had no, soul ties. But... <laughs> really? <laughs> but you can have, like, a connection with somebody. And because of that connection, it can be hard for you to... to um. I don't know, separate from that. Well, see, this is why they have guys like me. Okay? This is why they have guys like me. When we come into your life and we say, look at me, I'm the captain now. (laughs) You and me are together. (laughs) You are mine. (laughs) And that's just that. That's just that. Them? That's what he did to me, (laughs) y'all. That's what he did to me, okay? He came in and was like, it's a wrap. Okay, he broke all my barriers, every wall that was every up. Wall. He <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't playing. He came to, he came in like a bull a bulldozer and just knocked everything down. Everything. So literally I just had I had to just love him because I, I couldn't I couldn't hold any yeah, like, anything you, up. You love me now. <laughs> okay. You love me. I want you to say it. I love you. Go ahead. There it is. And I fell in love with him. Yeah, you had no choice. It was just it was just that. Like Really? I had to tell you what it was because you was out here playing games. He's an amazing man. But no, um honestly, I love to talk about our story because um I love to give other women hope that it's possible. Um that real love exists. It's not easy, it takes a lot of work. It takes consistency. Um, it takes a lot of, you know, self-evaluation, uh, meaning that you have to look at yourself, see what's, see what's wrong with, with you within yourself, and make the proper changes to be better for your partner um, and for yourself. I know that we've grown so much, and we're going on four years, and we'll be married in, like, less than, like, 60-some days. I don't know why you remind me. <laughs> You nervous, baby? I don't know why you're running. <laughs> the thing earlier said eight weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I have a count, a, a countdown on my phone, and we were looking at it earlier, and it has eight weeks, and that literally like the exact time that we have until the day. He got a little nervous, <laughs> but it's good nerves, right? Mm. <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> mm. Don't do that to me. But yeah, um, I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast today. I definitely had a good time talking to my baby. Um, we'll have to feature him again, y'all. He didn't. He didn't act up too much, did he? <laughs> it's like a child you sent to school, and then you ask him to teach if they act up. I should have acted up. That's what I should have did. Should have asked more personal questions. Really. And you already want to know how, you, uh, how your spouse waters you. <laughs> how important it is for your spouse to water you. <laughs> mm. But yeah, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this um, this talk today. Um, we'll definitely have him back on very soon after we get married to share some um, some marriage tips and advice. We can't do marriage tip and advice until we're married for five years. 
Okay, that's what they say. They... It ain't what they say. Oh. It's not. It's not a matter of what they say. It's like, imagine being a freshman. You trying to give advice in high school. Mm. Yeah. We in our rookie years of marriage. We trying to give advice. I can't stand people after three months being married. Well, you know, <laughs> bruh, that's like a vacation, three months vacation, and you think you know this person? Like, cause every, you people change every every eight years. Mm-hmm. So until you start really watching this person change, yeah, like the man and woman you married, you watching this person change, and you can love them through these changes, mm-hmm. and the love never changes because your person will change. Yeah. You look back at the person you wanted back in middle school, and you're like, who the <laughs> But back then, this was, you was dreaming about this person. You was writing little love notes and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You saw the whole future with this person. <laughs> but now you look at them like, oh, my God, like, what, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Your, their interest is going to change. Your wife may want to go out all the time, and that's who you met. Now, you done married to a woman eight years later all she want to do is stay in the house. <laughs> Can you love them through that? Can you love them through their changes? Can you love them? Because that's what is called unconditional love. Because mm-hmm. as they grow, they're going to change. They're going to become different. They're going to do different things. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think we can still, like, give some tips. You know, not, not get, Look, like, we, we, we don't give, have to have, like, a counseling class. We can, class get, we can give financial tips on how to save on a wedding. <laughs> Oh yes, L- ladies. Let me tell you this right now. If you are single, save your money now. If you, if you desire to be married anytime in your future, save your money now. Okay, thank me later. Like, I, I I don't <laughs> see any purpose for us to be giving any type of advice. <laughs> the first year being married, the first two years being married, three years being married, because it's just another year added on to us. I got there's no crazy change. We have not gone through any marital situations to see how we deal with them. Mm-hmm. We have it. I'm being real with you. Yeah. So what advice are we going to give? I can give advice now from our, our past situations. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, you know, I can give advice on how to deal with you and your nonsense. But <laughs> what about you and your nonsense? That's that's for you. Oh. But, um, <laughs> I'm not about to give people no advice on for what? I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out myself. Because <laughs> I know married people that's been married for 50 years. What do they say? I'm trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> so how are we going to know after a year or two? Yeah, but honestly, it's it's good to have a community of um, married couples or happily, happily, let's put that word in front of it, happily, cause just, okay, just, no, just because no. your mommy and daddy. Hold on, hold oh, on. All right. You have to say real life happily married okay, couples. Okay, real life happily godly, you know, married You're doing couples. too much now. Oh, all right. You're doing too much now. <laughs> it's real life happily married people because, uh-huh. because. You have to realize people can show on social media that they're happily married. Oh, yep. You have to realize that. Mm-hmm. But in, but when you know you a little situation and all that, and in real life they're not. Yep. But when you say real life happily married, that's a whole different vibe. Yeah. Because the real life happily married people, they you know you can feel the energy, you can feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yes. Yeah, so have that community. Protect um, your relationship. Yes, do not tell your business to um, anybody but your counselor, a trusted person that you both agree with, whether it be a pastor, you know, whoever you guys agree with that is someone that you guys can go to for counseling or help. Um, 
but do not tell your business to family. Like keep your business to yourself. No, like that's no, that's 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 big though. Yeah. Keep your business off social media. Mm-hmm. That's why you will not see anything about us on my social media or hers too. Yeah. You won't. You won't. Yeah. Keep your business to yourself. Don't be posting everything y'all doing on social media. Mm-hmm. Do not. I tell you, I was the big relationship heavy bull. Every romantic private dinner trip and all kinds of crap. That only brought drama and gossip and a whole bunch of toxic people on my page mm-hmm. that I had to remove gladly. But um, protect your relationship, man. Yeah. Protect it. It's nobody's business what you're doing. Mm-hmm. The memories that you're building is between you and your partner. Yep. So if you're going to do something in regards to recording, keep it for the beautiful memories. Yeah. You know? I'm not saying not to post your relationship on social media. Just don't overpost because some people can overdo it, you know? Just don't share your business. Yeah. You could you could post a lovely picture of you and your spouse, family and children, just, you know, decent caption. You know, if you guys accomplish a goal together, so yeah, go ahead. But my my tactic on doing that, don't post the process of doing it. Mm. Meaning, if you're about to buy a house, don't post the process of buying a house. Yeah. Post you guys standing in front of the house after the house is fully furnished. Mm. Yeah. Because people's bad spirit will corrupt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Like, no one on social media knows we're getting married. Yeah, they're like shocked by the stuff that we post. Cause like, and I think this is probably gonna be the only <laughs> thing that tells people that we're getting married. Yeah, you know what I mean. But even on my end, some people are like, "Hey, what's the date?" It's a date. <laughs> you know what I mean. But it's like protect your relationship, protect yeah. your plans, your children. Protect them. Stop posting your baby pictures, man. Yeah. Child, just come out. You know how I many spirits out here as mm-hmm. godly people. Yeah. I strongly disagree that you are posting your child's picture all over social media. But I'm being real Especially with you. Especially so early when they're like super, super small. I'm being real with you. I yeah. strongly disagree. And you can give me the whole, well, God will protect my child's speech. Yeah, but God has also given you what's called common sense to use for you to do that. You are the one he gave the child to, to protect. And that starts the second they got it out. I'm from Haiti. Don't be putting your child's picture on social media. You'd be surprised what people can do with pictures. I'm being real with you. Yeah, people are definitely crazy. We have to stay prayed up um, as the world gets worse and worse. You know, we are always protected. Um, quoted the 91st Psalm that, you know, nothing will come near or nigh our dwelling. But we also have to, you know, use our, you know, our common sense and what God tells us in regards to the Holy Spirit, how he leads us and guides Is us. Is it pray and watch or watch and pray? Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't let nobody touch your stomach while you're pregnant. That'll go through a lot of people, over a lot of people's head. Mm. Don't do that. You don't know which spirit is touching your stomach. Especially random people. Yeah. Now why is a random person touching? <laughs> You'd be surprised. People. <laughs> they'd, be, they'd be surprised how fast my haymaker is. Baby. <laughs> I tell you, when you were pregnant, no one is. No, you know how the Bible says nothing will sh- come near you. Uh-huh. Yeah. For the Glock is with me. Babe. No harm shall come Lord near Jesus. you. Lord Jesus. <laughs> he getting out of hand, y'all. <laughs> Glockalation 3 verse 5. Getting out of hand, y'all. Okay. All right. I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill. <laughs>
But yeah, so we enjoyed this conversation today. We hope that you guys did as well. Um, yeah, we're excited for you guys and hear your testimonies and how God um, speaks to you and how he moves in your life when it comes to this this topic in regards to your spouse, um, your significant other. So, I love you, baby. I love you, too. Thank you for coming on today. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed your feedback. It's a pleasure. <laughs> Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye. Night. It's night. Nighttime. It's nice time here, baby. You never know. It could be day, night, whatever they're listening to this. It yeah, could be that's morning. That's what you're supposed to say. Really? You got to tell them that. It's night time. You can't have a blessed day. And it's, you know. <laughs> I love you. We love you. <laughs> she love y'all. Really? Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.